Hey guys, thanks for joining us today. One of the things that energizes our teams the most is being able to hear stories of lives that are impacted by this ministry. We would love for you to share your story with us by emailing it to stories at newcommunity.co or maybe your next step to getting connected to what God is doing in this ministry is partnering with us financially. You can do that online at www.newcommunity.co or through the PushPay app and find the giving option that works best for you. Thanks so much for tuning in and enjoy today's message. Well, good morning, NCC. How are you guys doing this morning? Good? It is good to see each and every one of you here. And if you're a guest here this morning, if it's your first or second time and I haven't had a chance to meet you yet, my name is Aaron and I am the lead pastor here at New Community Church, and we're so glad that you're joining us. We're excited that you're here with us. This is the second week of this series called Step Out, and we're taking the next few weeks. We started last week, and we're going to be walking through a few books of the Bible, all the way from the book of Joshua to the book of Esther, and looking at the life of people that God was speaking to and how he was challenging them to step out. Because each and every one of us, just like the people that we're going to read about in the Bible, um, they had reasons to think, you know what, God, I'm not good enough. They had insecurities in their life. There were things going on that probably prevented them or, or could have prevented them from truly stepping out into what God was calling them into. But as we read about how their faith was stretched, how their faith was encouraged, how they took that chance and they stepped out into what God was calling them to do, we're going to look at our life and see what it is that God is speaking to us about and how God is challenging us with this idea. This is what we're talking about this year. Ever since um, September where we started talking about Made for More, it's this idea of stepping out into the more that God has for our life, stepping out in this belief that God has truly made us for more and that God wants us to grow and develop and move forward in our relationship with him. And so this, as we walk through this scripture together, we're continuing on this idea that God has made us for more and we're stepping out into what God is dreaming and believing for us in our life. Even this Christmas season, what we've been challenging each other as a church, we challenged you last week, and I want to challenge you again that you step out and you share what God is doing here in our church. Invite other people. We're going to have special elements just like we did. Um, we've got a few more next week that are going to be here in the service. So I want to encourage you, continue to invite people as their heart is open. Step out and allow God to use you um, to bring that message of hope to other people um, around you. Now, as we look at this message today, I was thinking about this message. Um, a few of you have already stopped me this morning. We had the, the joy of going on a cruise this week. We last, left last Monday, and you can see some of us from the church, some of our staff went. Um, don't they all look beautiful there? That was our elegant night up there um, on the cruise. So it was a lot of fun. I don't know if you've ever been on a boat for like a number of days, but when we first left, left Galveston, we um, ported out of Galveston last Monday, there was a lot of rocky, it was pretty windy and the waves were rocking a lot. Have you guys ever experienced this? And so the first day when I'm walking around the boat, um, the, the Carnival cruise ship there, you can see everyone and they're doing this number, okay? If you've ever been on a ship, maybe even out on the ocean like a fishing vessel or any of that, like it takes a little bit and everyone's kind of moving back and forth. The boat was swaying all over. A bunch of us were having to take Dramamine and just try to kind of calm ourselves down because those first few days they were really difficult, like it was really hard. And so I got this idea. That was Monday and I could feel myself kind of on 
Monday trying to settle in, and I couldn't. I was, couldn't walk down the hallway straight. And so Tuesday morning, I got up really early, and I got this idea. I thought, you know what? If I just move a lot, it's going to help me. Okay, if I just get going, I move a lot. And, and so I got up pretty early. I started running laps around the deck of the ship. They had kind of a, a running lap thing. And, and it took me a little bit. Okay, my first lap started off like this. But, but I got into like the fourth and fifth lap after I'd been running a little bit. And I was starting to get my feet underneath me. And it was starting to settle in. Okay, so the more I began to move, the more active I was. I felt like, hey, it helped a little bit. And so by the time we got to Wednesday and Thursday of the cruise, I wasn't swaying as much. Now, the waves weren't as big, but it wasn't even that difficult. And even yesterday when we got back in, um, it, there were some storms in Galveston, and we were rocking pretty hard, but I was able to walk a little bit straighter. Um, I am stumbling today, so if you see me moving around like this, now I'm trying to get adjusted back to the land. But, but I found out this idea that as I stepped out, like as I was moving, as I was creating movement, it became a little bit easier. The more I moved, the more I kind of got used to the boat swaying back and forth. And it's like that in our life. Whenever we're trying something new, whenever we're experiencing something new, whenever we're stepping out into something for the first time, it's pretty difficult. Like it can be scary. It can be unsettling. I don't know if you remember the first day on your very first job. Just think back to that and, and trying to understand what's going on around you, what's expected, what you're supposed to do. Um, the first time that you asked someone out on a date, and guys, you went up, hopefully you opened the door for that girl, um, you helped her get in, you paid for dinner. All of those things may have been scary at the moment, okay, because you were stepping out for the first time. Maybe the first time you bought a house or the first time you purchased a car. It was probably difficult. You were stepping out for the first time, and it may have seemed a little unsettling or like you were entering into the unknown. It's difficult and sometimes uneasy when you're not in what's familiar. And it's like that in our relationship with God. Maybe you can remember, maybe it's been recent or maybe it's been a number of years when you first started pursuing a relationship with God. And where you first started to ask questions of what it means to know God and to grow in a relationship with God and allow God to lead you and to guide you. See, whenever you step out into anything, it can be a little unsettling. You can seem a little unsure of yourself. But the more you step out, the more you practice, the more you exercise in that, the more you do that, the easier it becomes in your life. And today we're going to look at the life of someone that God was challenging to step out. And as he walked through this process, I believe he became more confident in what God was calling him to do. And so if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to 1 Samuel chapter 17. We're going to start reading at verse 31. 1 Samuel 17, 31. If you don't have a Bible, there should be a Bible in the seat in front of you. It may be one or two seats over. And I want to encourage you to take that out. You can follow along with us. It's on page 137 in that Bible um, in the seat in front of you. And we're going to be looking at the story of a man named David. Now, David may be familiar to you, even if you didn't grow up in church, even if you don't know a lot about the Bible, because you may have heard the story of David and Goliath. And that's what we're going to look at today. We're going to look at the story of this young man named David. But we want to look at it from a different perspective. Many times we hear the story of how David's faith was big and how he stood up against the giant. But I want to look at what God, David to that place? What brought him to that point of being able to stand up against the giant? What do we see? How did he step out in a way that allowed him to stand in front of a giant and defeat him? And in case you're unfamiliar with what's going on in the story here in 1 Samuel, we talked last week about a man named Gideon. 
how God had brought his people into the promised land. The people had settled and other nations were coming in and now invading the land that God had given his people. And after this happened a number of times, a nation would invade, God would raise up a leader, and then um, everything would be peaceful for a while, and then it would happen again. The people of God started to complain, and they said, God, we don't want you as a leader anymore. We want to be like every other nation, and we want a king. We want a leader that we can see. It's not enough just to have you as God up in heaven telling us what to do. We want like a physical person to be our king and to be our leader. And God said, you don't want to do that. It's going to cause a lot of problems. The king is going to take your young men and put them in the army. Um, He's going to take your young women. He's going to make you build cities. You're going to have to pay taxes to him. It's not going to be a good thing. I am God. I'm your leader. I'm the one who's directing you. And the people said, that's not enough, God. We want a king. So this prophet named Samuel comes and he anoints Israel's first king, King Saul. King Saul looked the part of the politician. Great looking guy. He was taller than everyone else. He stood out among the crowd. Whenever you were looking at a group of people, your eye was drawn to King Saul. He just looked the part. And at first, everything started off well. And then after a little bit, he did what God said. He started to make the kingdom about himself. About what he wanted. He stopped listening to the voice in the direction of God. And everything became about him. What he could gain for himself and how he wanted to run things. And finally God came to the point where he said, Saul, my heart's so displeased with you. I wish that I had never made you king. He said, I'm going to go find someone else. And he does. He finds a young shepherd boy named David. God anoints David as the next king of Israel. And when we come on this story in 1 Samuel chapter 17, David has already been anointed king, but he's still a shepherd and he's playing music for Saul sometimes in the palace, but he doesn't, he hasn't yet risen to power. He hasn't yet become king and Israel is fighting against the Philistine army. And the Philistines, whenever they came to fight against Israel, this is what it says. You read this here um, in chapter 17. I'm giving you a quick paraphrase. They said, hey, there's no need for our armies to fight against each other. We'll take our strongest warrior, and we'll send him out to the battlefield. You take your strongest warrior, you send him out to the battlefield. If your warrior defeats our warrior, we'll become your slaves. If our warrior defeats yours, you'll become our slaves. And so the Philistines send out Goliath, this giant, this nine-foot man, this experienced warrior who had this enormous shield, this sword, this spear, who was ready to fight, and no one from Israel was willing to face him. And this is where we pick up the story. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 31, David was going to check on his brothers, and it says this. When the words that David spoke were heard, they were repeated before Saul. And he sent for him, and David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. He's talking about Goliath. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, you are not able to go out against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are but a youth. And he has been a man of war from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant used to keep sheep for his father. And when there came a lion or a bear and they took a lamb from the flock, I went after him and struck him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and struck him down and killed him. Your servant has struck down both lions and bears, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them, for he has defiled the armies of the living God. And David said, the Lord who has delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. 
Now, there's some interesting things going on right here in this part of the story. And most of the time, we kind of read through this to get what, to what we feel like is the main part of the story, right? It's David walking out with the sling and throwing that sling and killing the giant and slaying Goliath. And then the army's kind of taking over and Philist, the Philistine army fleeing for their life. But there's something powerful as we were reading through this that I started to pick up that I hadn't really seen before in this story. And that is there's something going on in David's life before he ever gets to the point of really standing up to the giant. See, David wasn't just stepping out in one moment. This wasn't just one moment for David where he stands up to this giant and all of a sudden God does something amazing with his life. This is David stepping out daily. See, you, you read the story, you read what's going on here. There's, there's something that's happened in David's life when no one else can see him, when no one else is around, when no one else is looking, that I believe really set him up for that moment to stand in front of that giant and say, God is going to help me defeat you. We don't often see that. We want the highlight reel of the Bible. Like we want to be there in that moment when the giant goes down, but there's something that's taking place in David's life that I want us to focus in on that God was doing inside of him, that David was practicing that helped him get to that moment of standing in front of the giant and that is David was willing to step out daily David was willing to step out daily church are you doing that daily in your life are you willing to step out in the small ways in the ways that no one sees I mean you look at this I start to read through this story and as you you walk through the story of David it's pretty amazing what's going on here this is the next king of Israel, okay? The oil has already been poured over his head. People know, okay? They didn't have Instagram or Facebook back then, but the word had spread around that a new king had been anointed. They would have known that. People around him would have known that. But David really isn't in the palace. He's not studying for the next to be the next political leader, okay? He's not in on the decision-making of how they're going to fight the Philistine army or the strategy. He's not being groomed for the throne. Where is he at? He's out taking care of sheep. He's out taking care of sheep. And randomly, he's called into Saul to play the background music. That when Saul gets frustrated, when Saul feels tormented, David comes in and he plays some of this beautiful music and then Saul sends him back home. And what does he do? He goes back out with the sheep. But I think there's something powerful that's happening here as you read through this story. And as I started to look at what take, what's taking place in David's life, he doesn't have a glamorous job, you guys. But every day he's taking care of those sheep. And you just start to think about what he's doing there in that moment. Every day he's leading them out. And he's making sure they have the right amount of food, the right amount of water. He's protecting them. Day after day, David is taking a chance. He's stepping in between some kind of charging animal, some kind of vicious animal. He is sacrificing his life and putting his life on the line every day to protect these sheep, to protect what had been entrusted to him and what had been placed in his care. Think about that every day, saying, you know what, it's not about me. It's not about what I want. Something's been put in my charge and I'm responsible for it. I'm going to protect it. I'm going to take care. When no one else is listening, you guys, when no one else is looking, when David could have just been messing around, what is he doing? I started to read about what it takes to actually be, be able to throw like a slingshot, to be able to do that. I don't know if you've ever seen one of these. It's, it's really just a long string with a loop at the end and kind of a pouch in the middle. 
That's all it was. And you take the string and you put the loop around your thumb, and then you put a rock in that pouch, and then the kind of tab on the end or the end of the string, you'd hold that in between your forefinger, and you'd start to wind it up like this, just like you imagine, underhand softball, and then you'd let it go. And it was said that an ancient warrior could make that rock, whatever projectile, if it was a piece of lead or whatever it was, that they could get that thing going up to about 120, 150 miles an hour. But it wasn't just like the speed of that. It was actually the accuracy that after they had practiced time and time again, they could hit a target over a football field away with precise accuracy. They could take out the eye of an enemy knowing exactly where that stone was going to go when it left that sling. And every day, David is out there imagining some bear that's a tree on the other side of the pasture and throwing rock after rock after that tree until it's blistered and splintered. Picking out a bush on the other side of the sheep and throwing rock after rock after rock after rock, daily practicing. Why? He's stepping out daily. He's preparing. He doesn't know what he's preparing for, you guys. He doesn't have in his mind that one day he's going to be standing in front of an army and God's going to use him to bring deliverance. All he knows is he's called to be faithful and protect what God has placed in his care right now. See, this is David daily playing the harp. When no one else sees him, creating these intimate songs and developing his relationship with God. No one else is around and what does David do? He chooses to spend his time singing and creating these words and these songs that we still sing, that we still read, that are still some of the most meaningful words in history thousands and thousands and thousands of years later. The book of Psalms, song after song about his love for God. When no one else is looking, what's he doing? He's not just wasting his time. He's not just sitting out there in the shade. No, he's singing. He's talking to God. He's sharing the deepest part of his heart with God. He's stepping out daily, every day, being faithful to what he's been called to do. It's not an accident, you guys. He's the one in front of Goliath. It's not a chance that God just picks some random shepherd boy to say, hey, you're going to be the king. You're going to be the one that I chose. No, it's not an accident, and it's not a surprise. David had practiced this thing daily. David had practiced every day of his life what it was like to be a leader that stepped in and protected what it was that was put in his care. David had practiced daily what it was like not to have his own wants and his own desires fulfilled, but to practice loving God, singing to God, focused in on God, spending time with God when no one else was looking when no one else was around. That's why God looks over Israel and says, oh, yeah, that one, that's a person after my own heart. That's someone that I see my character and my nature in. That's who it is. Why? Because every day David's stepping out. Every day David's being faithful in what God's called him to do. And the question for you and me, church, is are we stepping out daily when no one else sees, when no one else is around, when no one else is watching you? Are you still being faithful in what God has placed over your life? Jesus, in the book of Matthew, in Matthew chapter 25, verse 23, he's telling this story to this crowd of people. You may know it. He tells the story of a man who gives five um, talents and three talents and one talent, and he asks them to go away and invest them. And as they come back, one has taken five and made it ten. One has taken three and made it five. And one, the one that was given one, he said, I just took it and I buried it. I didn't do anything with it. 
I was a little unsettled. I hadn't invested before. I didn't know what would happen. I was afraid of losing it. And so I just went and hid it. I didn't do anything with it. And Jesus ends this story with this phrase. He says, take that money away from that man and give it to the one who did something with what I gave him. Because when you're faithful over little, I will make you a ruler over much. When you're faithful over little, I will make you a ruler over much. See, this was a principle God had throughout all time. Church, when you're willing to step out daily, that's when God will bring those big, large moments in your life. When you're willing to be faithful in the little things, when no one else is watching you, when you're willing to open up your Bible early in the morning, when no one else is around, when you're not in a church service, and say, God, I'm going to invest in placing your word inside of my heart. When you're in your workplace and no one else is looking and you have that big decision and you choose to stop and say, God, what's your direction? What's your guidance? You're faithful over little. God says, I'm going to make you ruler over much. I'm going to continue to promote you. I'm going to continue to make you prosper. Why? Because you're stepping out daily in the little things. You're being faithful to what I have called you to do. See, church, that's what it takes in our life. If we want to be like David, if we want to face the giant, if we want to do something heroic and something big with our life, it doesn't just start in that moment. It starts every single day when no one's watching you. What are you doing? Are you like David? Are you stepping out daily, students in that classroom, to those people that God has placed around you? Are you being faithful to God every single day of your life? Are you representing him well where he's placed you? In your workplace, With your family, are you doing that? Parents, grandparents, are you being that example to other kids of what it means to be a person that prays, of what it means to be a person that opens God's word, to share God's story with people that need to experience his hope and his joy? See, so many times we want to give our life away. And when we say that, what we mean is, God, do something amazing. Let me have an awe moment, kind of a shocking moment in my life where you do something that I can't even believe, but it doesn't start there, church. See, it starts like David in those small moments when no one else is looking and you say, God, I choose to be faithful here. God, I choose to step out daily. David didn't know why he was doing that, but he kept on stepping out saying, God, I'm going to prepare. I'm going to get ready for whatever it is that you have in my future. See, when you choose to step out daily, when you choose to do that, it's not just about saying, God, I'm going to be faithful in the little things. It's about trusting God where he has placed you. Like I started to think through this, and David could have really said, seriously, Dad? I'm taking care of your sheep. I'm running back and forth playing the harp for Saul. And now you want me to be the pizza delivery man? Like That's what you want me to do? You want me to go take food to my brothers who are out there fighting? I'm the future king of Israel. Do you not remember what Samuel did a few months ago? I'm going to be the king, and you want me to go deliver food. But it's trusting God that wherever he's directing you, wherever he's placed you, you step out daily in what God's calling you to do, and he's going to bring you to those right moments. He's going to place the right opportunity in front of you. You're in the right place at the right time because you're trusting God as you step out daily. God, you're going to lead me. You're going to guide me. David could have said, you know what? I'm no one's delivery boy. I'm the future king. But he trusted God. God, I'm going to be obedient to what you've called me to do right now. I'm going to be faithful in what you've called me to do right now. God, I trust that all of those times protecting the sheep, 
I trust that all of those moments of playing the harp and singing to you, God, falling more in love with you, God, I trust in honoring my Father and doing what he's asking me to do, God, I trust that all of these things, God, as I'm stepping out daily, God, that all of these moments will bring about what you want to do in my life. That they're not just random moments. They're not just routine things, but God, you're ordaining my steps. God, you're ordering the steps that you want to have for me. There's a verse in Proverbs that talks about that, that we make the plans for our life, but God ordains every single step you take. See, church, it takes that when you step out daily, it takes trusting God that you're leading me and that you're guiding me. Have you ever been in the right place in the right time where you just kind of have that moment that you know, okay, this was something special. I can remember um, being a little kid, and I think I've told you guys this before, um, I wanted to be a, a pastor whenever I grew up. Like, that's what my dad did. That's what I wanted to do. I can remember being four and five years old. I would line up my stuffed animals. I would preach to them, give them an altar call. They would get saved. I'd wake up on Sunday mornings, and as I was getting ready, I would turn on TV preachers. Have you guys ever done that, like those guys that preach on the TV? Okay, so I did that as a little kid. Probably weird, but it's what I did, okay? And, and I can remember there was this one guy who I'd watch every Sunday, and I really looked up to him. Um, and, and I thought, man, I always want to meet him. And there was, there was a time where all of the Assemblies of God churches would kind of get together. And I remember we were in Colts Stadium in Indianapolis, Indiana. And it was the um, National Convention for Assemblies of God Ministers. And we were there um, at General Council is what it was called. And I was sitting in the seat. We had, we had randomly gone in. We had sat in the seat. And I look back and I start nudging my mom and dad. And I'm like, that's that guy on the TV that I watch. And I'm like probably eight or nine years old, but this is like meeting Michael Jordan for me, okay? Or this is like meeting like a Cowboys football player for some of you guys, okay? This was my moment. This guy had watched him preach for so long, and I was so nervous, but I just happened to be in the right spot at the right time. I stalked him as he left the stadium that day, okay? And I ran up to him, and he was talking to some people, and I had this moment where I got to shake his hand, and he prayed over me, and he said some very encouraging things to me. And I'll never forget that moment. That was like really special to me. And just even what he said encouraged me as just a little kid of what God wanted to do in my life. And I think, man, that seemed kind of random. And I think, God, there's probably so many times in my life where you bring the right encouragement that I need. Times where I didn't see it, where I didn't know God, but where I've trusted you that you're directing every step that I take. And we don't always see it, church. We don't always know what it is that God is doing, but like in David's life, we start to step out daily and we can trust that God is going to lead us and guide us to what he's wanting to do, his plan and his purpose in our life. And I want to ask you that this morning, church, are you, are you doing that? Are you stepping out daily? Every single day, are you willing to step out and say, God, whatever you've placed in my life today, God, I'm going to be faithful it may not seem like a lot, God. It, it may not seem like it's altering the world, God. But I choose to be faithful in this moment, Lord, because I know that you're preparing me for something. I know that whatever I'm going through right now, it may be something difficult in your life. It may be painful. It may be a painful moment. And you may be asking, God, I don't understand what's happening. I thought you spoke something in my future. I thought you said I was going to do something great, God. It's choosing to step out today. To step out daily and saying, God, trusting you, I'm going to be faithful with 
what you've placed in front of me right now. I'm going to trust that every step that I take, God, that it's ordained by you, God. It's directed by you. You know what you're doing in my life, Lord, and I trust you. Because eventually, church, you may be facing a giant, something bigger than you. And you'll be ready in that moment when you've been faithful every day to trust God, to develop that relationship with him, to fall more and more in love with him, so that when you face that difficulty, you're able to stand there and say, God will help me to slay the giant. God will help me to defeat whatever it is that's standing in my way because I've been faithful to him. Church, I want to pray for us this morning. I'm going to ask if you would bow your head and close your eyes. I just want to ask that. Are you stepping out daily? I want to ask if there's anyone here this morning, maybe you're here and you're saying, Aaron, I've never taken that first step. I've never really trusted God with starting a relationship with him. What you've said about his future plans and his purpose for my life, I don't know what that is. I, like Saul, I've still been trying to do it on my own. Still been trying to do it my way. The word of God says that God loved us so much that he gave himself so we could be in a relationship with him. I just want to ask if there's anyone here in this room this morning and you would say, Aaron, that's me. If that's you in a moment, I'm going to ask you to stand up and to come forward. I want to pray with you. The word of God says that Jesus came, that God sent his son and he gave his life so that you and I could be restored back into a right relationship with him. And if you're here and you're saying, Aaron, I've never stepped out and taken that first step of inviting God into my life. Or maybe I did at one point, but I've walked away from that and I'm just doing it on my own. And I don't want to do it like that anymore. I want a fresh start. I want a fresh start with God. I want to know what his plans are. I want to follow him every day. If that's you, would you stand up right where you're at and come forward? I want to pray for you. Anyone at all, I'll wait just a moment. If God's speaking to you, don't want you to miss this opportunity. Well, if there's no one here in this situation, church, I want to pray for us. I want to pray that we would have the boldness that David did, the courage that David did, not just to stand up against the giant when that moment comes, but to be faithful, to step out daily every single day of our life, to be faithful with what God has placed in our life. So whatever it is, as I lead us out in prayer, would you just ask God to be with you this week, to help you, to lead you, to guide you. Let's pray together this morning, church. God, thank you for this reminder in your word, God, of what you've called us to do. Lord, the challenge is there to step out daily, God, to be faithful right where you've placed us, Lord. We can choose, Lord, to live in moments in the future, but that's not what you have for us, Lord. You want us to be present right here. And so, Lord, like David, I ask that, God, help us this week, Lord, in our workplace, Lord, in our families, in our school, wherever you have us, God. Help us to be faithful with what you've placed in front of us right now, God. Lord, let us be faithful with even the little that you've given us, God. Your word says that you'll make us a ruler of much, God. Help us to step out daily, God, and trust that every step, God, everywhere we're going, Lord, wherever you lead us, God, the conversations that we have this week, Lord, they're not by accident, God. They're not random, Lord. You're directing and you're guiding our steps, God. Go with us and help us to step out this week. We pray this in your name. Amen.